Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sounds Like Autism. Um, this is a little bit different than before, considering the fact that, Dave, would you like to say the new, like, location of half of SLA? Yeah, well, uh, awesome to be here. It's been a little while. We haven't had a new episode since April. We took a little bit of time off to take care of some personal and professional business that we have going on. Uh, and like Josh said, we look a little bit different, sound a little bit different, but all positive movements in our, in our worlds. Um, Dave, half of SLA, has relocated to Tennessee. Um, I'm living right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm still very much a part of SLA, very much still a part of the Nicholas Center and Spectrum Designs Foundation uh, and the Zoomiverse, and I'm so, so lucky to be able to do what I need to do for my family. Um, and so we're back at it. It's only a little bit different. Josh and I don't have to wear masks when we meet now uh, because it's all virtual, which is awesome. Uh, and I'm so glad to be here back at it. Yeah, and um, I must say, um, I didn't even tell you guys to go into this on air, but I'm like really jealous of Dave because I'm a huge aviation and military buff. And I found out recently that Dave lives right by some sort of military base or something. So he sent me videos of like all these really cool things. And he's like, oh, they're so noisy, Josh. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm really I'm, jealous. I'm right below a helicopter highway. But uh, over, overall, everything's really comfortable. Everyone's good. And, uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be back. So if you hear uh, a chopper above me, just don't mind me. Um, and Josh will be completely distracted. This will turn into an aviation podcast. No, it, it, it will. He's not exaggerating about that part at all. Um, it will. It will. Yeah. But that being said, everything's good with me, and that's kind of my update. What's up with you, man? Um, I mean, you know, just representing New York here, back at New York. Um, nothing much. Uh, recently, as you know, I'm, I'm about. I'm, and if you follow us on our Instagram, especially you. You know this. If not, totally follow Sounds Like Autism on Instagram. We have a cool Instagram page. Um, so, yeah. Um, I recently got senatorially um, appointed to a, the New York State Autism Advisory Board. So, basically, in a quick nutshell, what that is, is I am now representing all the Audis, as I call them, or fellow autistic individuals in the state of New York. Um, and, like, so, you know their needs and stuff i'm gonna i voice and all that stuff so it's, it's an honor and um if any of the senators or anyone's listening thank you for your trust in me and yeah yeah it is a really exciting thing to witness uh really proud of you and it's it's exciting because it's not just this kind of token board that was put together just to oh. show that people care uh or, you know check off a box um, they're really, they're really making some awesome decisions and making an impact. Uh, the, the first one was, uh, shown live and I was present for it. And it was really incredible to see that those kinds of conversations happening between self-advocates and elected officials and, uh, bigwigs from various organizations throughout the state. It's really, really cool. And that said, I'm going to be, I may be appointed to something similar soon. We'll have to talk about that in the next episode. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the really exciting things about uh, this season of Sounds Like Autism is that we're on tour. 
despite all the limitations with traveling virtually yeah virtually we're, we're virtually on tour so um that said where better to stop than uh, allow me to get a little bit more familiar with my new home state um so we're we're in tennessee this time welcomed virtually josh to tennessee and oh, great to be here great yeah, to be here virtually. And, and if you'd like to tell the audience a little bit about our really special guest today yeah um so our really special guest it's this place which you know is in again the food service industry and as i if you've been listening i was once in the food and service industry so i know how in the past it was not really good for people um, with differences but again this place sweet jordan's it's called um it's kind of like you say, I'm kind of reinventing the um, game for people with differences in the food service industry. So it's always, for me, very personal whenever we have a guest on or a company organization, whatever, in that field, because it brings back a lot of memories and just seeing how progress is going and also in such a short period of time and what is possible for the future. Um, yeah, so it just it means something a little bit different to me than I think uh, other people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that being said, uh, I'm so, so pleased to be able to have Brody and Jessica from Sweet Jordans on the show. Uh, this is a, a really cool and different take on um, autism employment and inclusive employment. And that's a the sweet whole... take, a sweet oh, take. Good one. Yeah. And that's the whole point of, of Sounds Like Autism is to get uh, the conversation going and figure out how people do what we what they do. Um, so welcome to the show, Brody and Jessica. Please tell us. Uh, your names and a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi, my name is Brody and I like playing Paper Mario the Origami King on the Nintendo Switch because this is the sixth game in hold on. Get it. Okay. <laughs> this is the sixth game in the Paper Mario series. Hi, my name is Jessica. Um, I am Sweet Jordan's little sister. And uh, I handle all of our PR, social media, and our website uh, design and, and, and online orders here at Sweet Jordans. So awesome to connect with you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that's awesome with the Mario game. I remember, like, I mean, Mario, I don't play video games so much anymore, but when I was younger. I mean, Mar Mario's like a legend, man. And so um, with that being said, um, how do you like working at Sweet Jordans? Uh, how is it? I give it a five stars because I am never quitting my job here. Wow. I love working here. I actually gave up my like my career in kids ministry to come and work here full time um, just because I love these special team members and, and everything that we're doing in their lives. Right. <laughs> it, it sounds like a really awesome place to be and to work. And it's only about an hour away from where I am, just outside of Nashville, so I can't wait to check it out. Well, only an hour away from Dave Land. That, that's pretty neat. So also, I mean, your responses, I could feel are very passionate felt. I really like that. Um, so how did you um, come up with the idea for Sweet Jordans? And tell us how it went from an idea to a reality. I always find that interesting. Yes, so Sweet Jordans kind of started with um, Sweet Jordans started with the idea that once my brother graduated high school, there wasn't a lot of opportunities for him 
So he would basically sit at home all day and watch prices right and pretend to be Drew Carey. So occasionally, if you're walking through the house, you would only hear right it's there. a new car. I, only right there. Did you say the price is right? The price is right. I yeah. love that game show. I know. I do too. So does Jordan. So he was sitting at home doing that. Um, and we actually found an old family recipe for cookies. And we had been um, we had been kind of working on it and perfecting it for a bit to give and donate to a local uh, charity here called Helping Hands. It benefits a lot of uh, charities in the community. Um, and so whenever we were doing that, people were like, man, you guys should sell this. And we thought, well, maybe this is something that we could turn into that, that Jordan would be able to have um, somewhere to go and somewhere to be and, and, and be out in the community more. So, so we did that. We started kind of selling it out of our home. Well, then they're like, oh, you're, you're getting a little too big for your home. And so we, uh, we were like, all right, God, let's, let's start Sweet Jordans. So we got more family recipes together and, and had a friend that said, uh, look, I think you guys should make ice cream too. So we're like, okay, I guess we're making ice cream. Um, and we really didn't know just how many individuals in this community needed something like Sweet Jordans until we put it out there of, hey, guys, we're going to start this thing. We, we want to employ special needs individuals. And it was like applications started pouring in. I really, it, we, I think we got 25 within a period of about a week. It's, it's a lot. But, um, but yeah, so we, we kind of started this and uh, with the community's help and, um, and yeah, so here we are today. <laughs> yeah, we love inception stories and learning about how social enterprises come about because, you know, it's only been about 10 years or so since uh, programs like this and businesses like this have really been uh, around and growing. Um, and so more people want to be doing similar things in their own communities. It, and so it's great to see uh, people's inception stories. That's awesome. It, it. Yeah, it's kind of like a superhero origin story. It's like <laughs> Spider-Man. You know, no, seriously, think about it. It's like everyone wants to go, so Spider-Man, how did you get your start? So it's kind of like that. It's neat. So, um, Brody, can you tell me about how long have you been on board? And can you tell me a little bit about that? I first worked here in 2017. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that's like almost... Like almost four years since I've worked here. I've worked here for almost four years now. And Josh, this must be interesting to you to meet Brody as a neurodiverse person uh, and see him be have such a meaningful experience and a successful experience in the food industry, right? Yeah, definitely. You have no idea. Um, this is because I know from personal experience that the food service industry is to say it's high paced is understatement. Um, from a couple restaurants I've worked on things, I know this, and high intensity. Um, so what is the training process like and how do you make employees feel supported at work in such an environment? So did we have to go through training before we opened? Right. Do you remember coming and doing that? Do you want to tell them about that? What in our training? What did um, we talk about? I think we talked about like baking some cookies. Mm -hmm. And uh, making some ice cream, like if we make some ice cream, we put the ice cream in the freezer, yep. let it freeze, mm -hmm. and then we put it out here in the cooler in the dining area. Yes. So we did a two-week-long training before we even opened with all of our special team members, didn't we? We sure did. Do you remember having to come for two weeks? Yes. <laughs> 
And what kind of, uh, what do you do now? It sounds like a really, really cool program. And as someone who kind of has created and maintained and scaled uh, similar programs and making sure that neurodiverse employees and trainees are, are supported and able to have meaningful experiences in all different kinds of work environments, um, it's really exciting to see that just down the block from me now, uh, there's another really incredible program uh, doing something somewhat similar uh, in a different way, but uh, with with similar outcomes. Um, really, really exciting stuff. And that said, we've all been through uh, kind of the same difficult situations over the past uh, year and a half or so. Uh, during 2020, the world kind of shut down. Uh, how did you folks as a, uh, as a business pivot to adapt to during those times, what happened to you guys during COVID? Well, I think Miss Tommy got a bit nervous if we've all got COVID-19. Mm -hmm. If we all had coronavirus, we'll have to, we don't have to, we don't need it. We, we don't want to shut down Sweet Jordan's like it was close last time. Well, we actually didn't close our doors. We, we stayed open and we did curbside. Um, even during that 14 day quarantine, we had, we have a lot of um, nurses and police officers that, that come in and, and even EMS drivers that come in. And um, so we kind of knew we had to stay open for them. So we did and we just did curbside. Um, and then we slowly but surely opened the dining room. We didn't bring our special team members in um, during those, I would say about a month or two because we knew that, you know, a lot of them have compromised immune systems and we didn't want to risk any of that. So it was, we told our staff, this is strictly on a volunteer basis. If you want to come in and work, you can. Um, but if you don't, we understand and stay at home. Um, that was, that was a hundred percent. Our, our biggest focus was our staff, our specialty members and our support staff that work here too. Um, so there was that, and then we had, um, but we continued to stay open, and we we actually did really well. The first, like, no, okay, <laughs> the first month was not great. <laughs> it was really hard, especially on a small business kind of um, model. But after that, it was, the, the more that things opened slowly but surely, um, it was, it, it was kind of funny. It was like people were coming and like ordering ice cream curbside, it was almost like that thing that like after, and someone told us this, I think from Ben and Jerry's, they say usually after a tragedy, like ice cream sales go up because it's like a comfort food after a natural disaster. <laughs> um, but it we continued to pay our staff, even when we couldn't pay ourselves and couldn't pay the rent and couldn't pay the electric bill. Our biggest focus was paying the staff, which is how uh, we, we actually got behind on our payroll taxes. And um, we had a, we had a whole thing where uh, we really thought we were going to shut the doors actually back in January. Um, and then we had uh, kind of our saving grace was the Barstool Fund. I don't know if you know of Dave Portnoy in New York, but um, but yeah, he was he was kind of our saving grace with that. And Oh, that's awesome. So can you tell us about that, um, the Barstool Fund? So... So we heard about the Barstool Fund from my aunt who lives in Columbus or used to live in Columbus, Indiana, where there is a, um, a similar business to ours called Special Dogs. Uh, they employ special needs individuals and it's this really good hot dog restaurant up there and they received help. 
from the Barstool Fund. And so my aunt sent us the link um, to it. It was really, it's kind of a God thing. Well, it's 100% a God thing. My mom got the call on June or January 4th that they needed basically $15,000 by end of business January 5th to cover our back taxes for payroll and stuff. And when that happened, obviously we were like, okay, so my mom did the only thing she she knows how to do really, or the main thing she knows. Oh, our friend is here. She just walked in. Um, my mom did the thing that she does pretty much the best. And she went to her closet and she got on her knees and she started praying. She said, God, I need a miracle. And um, not 20 minutes later, my aunt sent that information, sent that text. And she said, okay. So she called the IRS lady back and said, look, I'm going to apply for this. I don't know if it's going to work, but if you can... If you, if I can just like tell you guys, yes, they are going to send it. I don't know when I'm going to get this money. I don't think it'll be by tomorrow night, but, um, you know, when, what, what, what do I need to do to show that? And so the IRS lady, like I can just mentally see her rolling her eyes and she said, okay, Miss St. John, I'll give you till the 15th. So, and sure enough, Dave, like my mom had just left the bank to say, look, payroll is coming out tomorrow, sales tax is coming out tomorrow, and payroll tax and rent were all due on the 15th. My mom went to the bank on the 14th, and they, she said, look, I just need payroll covered. If you'll just cover these people's checks. And they said, we can cover up to $5,000, but if, if you're more negative than that, then, then we can't do anything. Um, and so she left the bank and drove to my sister's house, which is about two minutes drive down the road. And then Dave Fortnoy FaceTimed her and said, we're going to help. And so it literally was the day before all of this was due. It was so it was, you know, we all are crying and, and just overwhelmed. And the community support behind us has always been phenomenal. Like always, they Whenever t everything with Tin Care happened, they went to bat for us. Um, and then whenever this happened, it, it kind of turned into a state and almost a, a, a national uh, support that we had then. So it was, it was very overwhelming, and we just give God all the glory for it because it was phenomenal. All right, awesome. Back to Brody for a sec. I want to hear from you, man. So what exactly is your favorite part about the workday? I like to roll cookie dough here at Sweet Jordan's and bag cookie dough and wipe off tables, taking out the trash and yeah. um, cleaning the bathrooms. And my least favorite part of this job here at Sweet Jordan's is washing the dishes. <laughs> but it, it really, I get so aggravated about that sometimes. <laughs> so. That's okay. That's, yeah, that was good. <laughs> When I was checking out your website, and we always do before we obviously have conversations like this, uh, I saw something kind of unique that I haven't really seen with a lot of other social enterprises. I saw that you could sponsor uh, a special team member, I believe it says on the site. Can you explain a little bit about that? Um, before our foundation had 501c3 status, um, we were trying to figure out how to pay for job coaches, transportation, um, we really do a lot. Some we've had to buy mattresses for some some of our special team members, and it's just because we they would tell us like, I'm having to sleep on the floor right now because I don't have." And, and so, which you know, it's kind of shocking. But um, 
So a sponsorship basically is you helping us fill whatever need they have. Um, we have people that donate anywhere from $10 a month to $100 a month. Um, and so whenever they get, whenever they do a sponsorship online, uh, they'll receive one of our items, that, whether it be a dozen cookies, a bag of coffee, one of our cups that has our logo on it, and a handwritten note from a special team member um, that just says thank you. And uh, but yeah, so so those sponsorships goes to help us fill their need. We have uh, we obviously pay for a few of our job coaches out of pocket for those that don't qualify for job coaches. Um, it, it's kind of funny to me how some people qualify and some people don't. We have a uh, our our friend Tammy that works here. She she's completely blind and she doesn't qualify for a job coach. And that's it's it's kind of mind boggling. Uh, we have to provide transport transportation for a few of them. Um, let's see. We provide shirts and, and clothing for, for quite, for all of them. Um, and then we, like I said, just here and there, we had one family that, um, they, he, he told us that his room was too cold. And so we bought him a little space eater. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just stuff like that, that, that the sponsorships go to help with. So um, whenever someone, it's, we have everyone fill out an application, um, including our specialty members. They have to fill one out. They uh, talk about, do they like to bake? Do they like to talk to people? Do they you know, take any medications or anything during work? Um, they put in an application and then we sit down and we interview them and we talk about them and we get to know them and um, what exactly they would need. And then after that, they do about a week of training um, not a full week, just because some of them some of them can't do all week long. But about about three or four days of training, just going over, um, you know, wash your hands as soon as you get here. <laughs> it's a big one for the food industry, um, and they get to learn a little bits and pieces, like a little bit of everything we do here. Um, so so that's kind of what we do for onboarding. Um, now, one of the things that we are working on right now with the Friends of Sweet Jordan's Foundation is we are working on um, hiring our own job coaches um, from the foundation because we've had a little bit of a, a, a bat with uh, tin care on trying to uh, get everyone to have a job coach that works here. But, um, but Brody has a job coach and, uh, and he had just helps him stay on task and, um, and, and get, yes. And we're constantly trying to introduce them to new things, the new tasks that are going to, you know, help them grow and get them more. Um, cause in the coffee shop, you do get to have a little bit more one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. Um, and so Brody loves telling everyone all about all hey, of paper, paper Mario, Mario the, the origami, origami king. king. And what were you going to say that? Next? I was going to say your veggie tales. He loves his VeggieTale characters, too. <laughs> so I want to ask, what do both of you each see for your own futures at Sweet Jordans? Well, I want Sweet Jordans to have, like, a TV show so everyone can watch the Sweet Jordans show on TV. That would be cool, wouldn't it? We, we definitely have a lot of content we could give them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to be like just animated cartoons. Oh, you want to be animated? That would be fun. Yeah, yeah I want to be animated. animated. I definitely You are like animated, Brody. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, that would be really cool. I love that. Um, for us right now, um, we are 
looking at expanding into a couple locations that have um, that have offered, you know, I had this one place in a, in a town about an hour away, you know, offered us free rent for a few months if we open a Sweet Jordan's there. But I think the biggest thing for us is, is we bathe everything in prayer before we do it. Um, and so if there's not a great a, a family that knows why we do what we do and the heart behind it, which is especially team members, um, if they don't understand that it's about them, then then we don't necessarily want to go into that location and, and, and partner with them. Um, I, I think a lot of people kind of see this as, um, you know, a, a great way to make money, but it's, it's really, it's so much a ministry that, um, I mean, we wouldn't have needed Barstool's help if it was about making money, you know? Um, so we want to expand into other locations right now. Actually, we're about to expand in the form of, um, of going into churches. We have one in Louisville that has invited us to come in. We have one in McKenzie and then, which is a town about 15, 20 minutes away. And then we have um, a church in Nashville that has offered to, um, they, they want to have Sweet Jordans in their church, the coffee and then the cookies. Can we have macaroni um, here at Sweet Jordans? We can't have macaroni at Sweet Jordans. They can't serve pasta. We need macaroni here at Sweet Jordans. Okay, I'll tell you why in a minute. Hold on. Um, so these churches have invited us to come in so that we can, uh, they can serve their special needs ministry and have them be involved uh, on a regular basis. So that's really cool. That's something we're really, really excited about. But I think that this model needs to be everywhere. It's, it, it's such an overlooked community of people. Um, it, it's, it's very easy to miss them, but, but we don't want people to because they just have this incredible presence and this joy for life it it's it's indescribable really what an incredible conversation to be able to share with you all uh, i can't wait to come down and have some ice cream and some coffee um i'll try to make it down in the next couple of weeks can't wait to meet you um and yeah. thank you so much for being on sounds like autism and if i am ever in tennessee probably when i surprise visit dave every once twice a year yeah i'm doing that dave um i would love to stop by too Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. I agree with Jessica. <laughs> we appreciate it. Wow, Josh, that was awesome. Uh, I'm so glad to be back in the saddle with you and to, to be exploring the country and the world uh, to find the most inclusive programs and businesses. Um, this was fun. We should do it again. Oh, we're going to do it again. We have lots of other states, so that's obvious. Awesome. All right, man. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Good luck with everything. All right. And, All right uh, enjoy Tennessee. Thanks. And don't forget to follow us on at Sounds Like Autism on Instagram. Uh, go to www.soundslikeautism.com for your SLA merch. Yeah, we and, have awesome hats, else. shirts. Um, yeah, check this out. I just got to do the shameless plug. Um, check out this hat. Beautiful hat. Oh, and also, all of our products are made... Um, by folks on the spectrum so you're also in a way supporting um employment for people on the spectrum when you purchase mobile um products you sure are all right see you next time okay bye